In today's episode, I'm going to help you make better decisions by listening to what your opponent's actions are telling you. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I'm so appreciative that you spend some of your study time with me. Maybe you're walking the dogs, mowing the lawn, uh, traveling to and from work. Whatever it is, thank you for sticking in those earbuds and listening to some poker strategy. Now, speaking of appreciation... I have to say, this episode is all geared around appreciation of my one-year Poker Forge membership people. I have so many of them that have stuck with me for an entire year, and I want to give a few of them a shout-out today, and I'll give more shout-outs in the coming weeks. But first off today, we have Torsten Rowan, Brad Hunt, Philippe Verhelst, Greg Thompson, Chris Dave, and Jean-Pierre Leboeuf. All of these awesome poker peeps have stuck around with me for an entire year. They are learning all that they can from the Poker Forge, and their games are improving for it. So thank you all so very much for one year of membership. Alrighty, so today's episode is actually taken from one of the videos from the course called Finding the Fold. Now, this course is all geared around teaching you to finally fold, right? You know so many times you call on the river, you call with a weak gut shot, you make calls when you know you shouldn't. This course and the 17 videos uh, that make up the course, it's training you to make better decisions, to read into your opponent's plays, to understand what they're doing, to make the proper folds when you know you're beat, to raise when you know you're ahead, to call or maybe just check when you're not really sure, right? That's what this course is all about. Now, this first video, the name of the video itself is listen to what they're telling you. Now, I firmly believe that your opponent's actions about 99% of the time tell you their range of hands, right? When they're betting and raising, especially for big amounts and over multiple streets, they most likely have a very strong hand. When they're just calling you on wet boards, yeah, they likely just have a draw that they haven't completed just yet. But as soon as that draw completes and they start betting and raising, holy cow, look out, right? Well, that's what this uh, audio is about. So it's the first video, the first strategy video from the Finding the Fold course. So I'm stripping out the audio and there might be some visual elements, but I think you can understand what I'm saying just from the audio here. Now, after you listen to the audio, I highly recommend that you go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod. 299 because within that page I have a video posted for you. It's a video quiz with five different slides, different situations where I quiz you on the strategies I teach you within uh this podcast audio today. So twofold, listen to the audio, learn some strategies, go to the show notes page and practice those strategies by taking the quiz. Once again, smartpokerstudy.com/pod 299. And without further ado, let's ado this gambate. This is damn exciting stuff. First off, it's true. You have a leak. You do not listen to your opponents. Now, this means that you are not thinking about their ranges. You are not paying attention to the action at the table or at the prior street's action. You're not paying attention to their player type. You're not paying attention to their stats either. These are all critical things. Now, what you are doing, well, you are putting them on a bluff, maybe way too frequently when they check-raise that river or donk lead for full pot on the river when the third spade comes off too. You are hoping that your hand is good when you call with that top pair top kicker when they make a big raise or bet. Yeah, you're hoping they're doing it with the worst kicker or just an ace-high bluff. 
And you are fighting the truth. Here's a quote from Byron Katie. I am a lover of what is, not because I'm a spiritual person, but because it hurts when I argue with reality. Now, Byron Katie is a, an American speaker and author, and she teaches a method of self-inquiry that she calls The Work. And I'm actually going to be a, a reading, I guess it might be her most famous book called Loving What Is, Four Questions That Can Change Your Life. Now, I'm going to read that and see... <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to read that and see what I can take from it and apply to poker. So hopefully you'll be seeing some more lessons uh, coming from me or from Byron Katie via me. Alrighty, so this is uh, some things regarding finding the fold that you told me via email. Tatiana said, I saw that it is the toughest for me to find a fold when I am with a big pair and the board just tells me with their action that you must fold, but I just don't. And of course... Uh, we have all experienced this. We still experience it all the time. Steven said, one of the troubles is versus a player who's bluffing a lot, you call and this time they turn up with the nuts. Yep, absolutely happens all the time when they are a loose aggressive player or they constantly like to bluff. You just see every bet and every raise of theirs as a bluff. And part of the reason why we see that is because, well, we want to believe that they're bluffing. We want to believe that our hand is best. So we make the call. And oftentimes, like Steve says, uh, it's the wrong time to call. And then David Ridge ends up saying, I find it hardest at times to fold on an enemy's quick push on the river, even though I think it's a bad call. I guess I just want to prove myself I was correct. Stupid, isn't it? Actually, it's not stupid at all, David. This is something we all experience. That's why, uh, or that, that's why this month is going to be so important, right? We need to give our opponents less value. We need to call them less often when they are showing us that aggression. We don't need to prove to ourselves that we actually have the worst hand. What we're going to do, some of the aspects uh, later this month, I'm going to have you going through your database, and you're going to be learning exactly how often your opponents are bluffing you. And we're also going to take a look at uh, some situations where you think you're bluffing a lot, but you may not be doing that many bluffs as you think. All righty, let's continue so let's plug the leak of not listening to what they're saying. First, the goal of this is to train yourself to use all the information available to put them on a range and make positive EV decisions. Now, this is why I started the forge with hand reading back in August. It is the most important skill and it's going to be used to help you plug any leak from this point forward. And if you don't know how to do hand reading, stop this video right now. I do not mind if you end this video. Um, uh, you need to go back to the August workshop and watch every video, take every single action step, learn how to do hand reading because that's going to be critical for this month of plugging this leak of not being able to find the fold. Now, uh, here's a critical part of finding the fold. 99% of their actions tell you what they have. So what you need to do is to start listening. Now, bets or raises, most of the time, those equal strength, right? Not always, of course, they can be bluffing. But for the most part, when your opponents are coming out firing, it's because they have a hand that they feel is worthy of putting chips into the pot. And of course, when it comes to bets or raises, right? Bets are, of course, stronger than calls. Raises are stronger than bets. And then check raises, those out-of-position raises, those are pretty darn strong as well. Next up, uh, later streets equals strength. So pre-flop bets and raises, those, of course, they show some kind of strength. But as they happen later throughout the streets, you know, a better raise on the flop, a turn on the river especially, those are greater signs of strength. 
Now, large bets, of course, are stronger than small bets, right? A pot-sized bet just shows more strength than a three-quarter, which shows more strength than a two-thirds, shows more strength than a half-pot bet, and it shows more strength than a minimum one big blind bet as well. Here is something that you must do to help you plug this leak. Ask and answer the ultimate question before every decision. Now, I know that you already know the ultimate question because I've covered it so often. It's a critical aspect of playing smart, positive EV poker. But here it is, just in case. What are they doing this with? I shouldn't even have to tell you this right now. I should just say the ultimate question. You should have it on a sticky note on your monitor. As you're watching this video, it should be directly below or above uh, your, you know, your monitor that you're watching. Uh, this is such an important question. We'll get to more on this, of course. Um, because in order to answer that question, you must use all the information available. And that's the great thing about asking and answering that question. It forces you to put everything to use, everything that you know, everything that you can extrapolate from the table, from the current situation that you're in. So let's talk about those things. First off is player type. So VPIP and PFR, right? When you're up against that super loose passive player at 40 slash five, you need to believe their bets and raises a little bit more often, right? And also you wanna know their history. So take a look at your notes and stuff. Anything against player type is a blinking yellow light. So for example, if their fold versus turn C-bet is 70%, but they raise you on the turn, yeah, it's a super strong hand. The next bit of information, preflop range and board interaction. Now, this is why, whoops, went down one too far. Now, this is why hand reading um, was already covered in the forwards, like I already mentioned, because it is incredibly important. If you didn't complete, um, also, oh, yeah, if you didn't complete the full month of hand reading in August. And if you don't really fully understand it, you need to hit that first, like I said. So if you didn't stop the video on that last slide and go back to hand reading, stop it now if you need to, for sure. Now, the other important thing was last month I talked about um, uh, ranges and board interaction, you know, when talking about uh, profitable C-bets. It's critical that you go back to that and um, complete that spreadsheet with range and board interaction because that's going to develop your intuition for which boards hit different ranges. And that's going to be incredibly useful to answer the question, what are they doing this with? All right, next are the play-related stats. So when they raise, look at the raising stat, whatever the situation is. When they call, use the calling stat, of course. When they bet, use the betting stat. Um, the whole idea behind this is uh, the statistics that you have on the opponent tell you what they're likely doing that play with. So you have to use it. Um, for example, like you want to use the out of position flop C bet stat when they make that play out of position or look at their three bet stat by position when they three bet you from the small blind or from the button. Next, you want to pay attention to action and sizing. Now, I know that you understand that three bets are stronger than two bets. Two thirds pot is greater than, or not greater than, but stronger than half pot bets. Check raises are uh, stronger than in position raises, all that stuff. But it's critical that you're paying attention to the action uh, and the sizing that they use. Next is pot size and stack size, right? If they appear pot committed with their bet or raise, they probably are. They're more serious when they just now put in one half or 60% of their stack. Or if they put in their full stack, they're probably pretty committed at this point. All right, so you also need to think back to how you arrived here. We often forget, um, uh, maybe we called a 
three-bet preflop with ace-jack, right? We hit top pair, top kicker with ace-jack on a jack-7-4. Now, all we think is, we have top pair, top kicker. I'm going to go for crazy value here. But we're forgetting that we called their three-bet, right? Because they three-bet, they totally have pocket aces, kings, and queens in their range. But we're blinded by the strength of our hand. Uh, And that's why, once again, doing hand reading on the felt by assigning a preflop range, then narrowing it through the streets, that's going to help you make better decisions. So remember the preflop and prior street actions, and hand reading is critical for this. Now, what's interesting here is everything I'm talking about for all the information available, it's all based on your opponent and what they're doing. The last thing that you need to think about is your hand. You know, can they be doing this with worse than my hand, especially when you're considering a call? Now, the reason why I put your hand as the very last thing is because all of us naturally, we always think about our hand on the board. Oh, we currently have top pair. We currently have a flush draw. We flopped a straight, but then now there's four hearts on the board whatever it might be, that comes natural. We need to force ourselves, train ourselves to think about all of these things first before we really consider what our hand strength is. And speaking of training yourself, now we do things off the felt so we can do them on the felt. For all of you who are strictly playing and don't spend any time studying other than watching these videos, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? When you work off the felt, you develop an intuition for proper responses. And you also turn whatever it is that you're doing into a habit. And that's why I'm having you do hand reading exercises all the time. It's because I want that to be developed as a habit. I want you thinking about preflop ranges and then narrowing it through the streets while you're playing poker. Now, when it comes to training off the felt, there's a few things that I want you to be doing for this month for sure. Of course, review any losing calls made. So as you're playing, you call on the river, you call on the turn, you end up losing the hand, tag that hand so that you can review it. Now, do at least one full hand reading exercise every single day. Also, ask and answer the ultimate question before every decision. That's critical. And Force yourself to use all the information available. And because you're doing this off the felt, go ahead and take your time. That prior list, uh, you know, all the information that you should be looking at, you can, you should actually put that on a sticky note on your computer. And as you're reviewing hands, think about every one of those bullet points and then make your decision. What are they doing this with? And then determine whether or not the call, the raise, or the fold is the best play. Now, On the felt, of course, you need to remove your hand from your mouse for big decisions or kind of any time that you feel pressure or you're uncomfortable, uh, your heart starts beating, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Oh, also, I recommend removing it for three bet pots, right? The reason why you're removing your hand is to give you more time to think through the ranges and the board interaction at the time, right? Wet boards that complete on the river, um, the same thing. It gives you more time once you remove your hand from your mouse. Basically, removing your hand makes it less likely that emotions are going to lead to bad decisions. And then ask and answer the ultimate question and use all information available. So you're doing this off the felt to ingrain it as a habit so that you can do it on the felt as well. And then if ever, this is a critical aspect. Too many of us call as a default. If you are unsure of the best play, fold. Because folding is always neutral EV. You're not committing any more chips to the pot. 
Sure, you're giving up on the pot, you're exiting the hand, but when you make a bad call in an unsure spot, you just lost 10, 20, 30 big blinds, whatever that uh, amount that your opponent bet that you would have called. And of course, like I mentioned before, tag hands for later review, especially any times when you're unsure or you called and lost the hand. Okay, what is that up there? That's the smart HUD, right? Well, that is absolutely a HUD. You're an online player for a reason. And one of those is that you can use a HUD to aid in your decisions, right? It's a tool for you. And now earlier, I said that 99% of their actions tell you exactly what they have. So the HUD tells you their actions. Not exactly what they're doing right now, but what it does tell you is their tendencies in certain situations. This particular player doesn't really like to fold on the flop. They fold a little bit more on the turn and about the same on the river. Uh, I'm looking at these fold stats right here. When it comes to c-betting, well, 41%, they're pretty honest on the flop, but because they make their decision on the flop, they c-bet the turn a heck of a lot. And they three bet at 11% total, but you need to open the pop-up, right? You need to use this tool. Don't rely on just that. When they three bet you from the small blind, open the pop-up and look at their small blind three bet. Three bet you from the cutoff. Once again, open the pop-up, look at it in the cutoff. Now, what you need to do with this HUD is you need to infer what their current play means. So basically, they bet just now. What does that mean? Look at the stats, get an indication of how they typically play in these situations. You, of course, want to take into account prior actions, like I already said. If they're triple barreling and they were actually the three betters pre-flop, wow, that's a really darn strong hand, most likely, right? But if they were just uh, simply called you out of the big blind pre-flop and then check called flop, check called turn, and then check raised river, wow, that means something totally different than uh, that prior situation. Now, the ultimate question is, what are they doing this with? But sometimes we just think, uh, you know, they're bluffing right now, so I call with my top pair. They could be bluffing, I call. But the, the critical thing is, when you're thinking about calling and you're thinking they're bluffing, what could they be bluffing with? You have to ask yourself this question as well. So look at their play-related stats. If it's a turn check raise, look at their turn check raise stat. Look at their turn fold to c-bet stat as well to give you an idea of what how strong their hand could be. And then you need to think about their range and the board to figure out what could they be bluffing with. Of course, look at player notes for prior notes taken uh, when you've observed their play. And then, of course, gauge the range and board interaction to determine how strong or weak their hand likely is. And then, of course, return your hand to your mouse and then decide, are you folding, calling, or maybe raising? Now, here's your sticky note from this video. Here's your mantra. I will learn to listen to what they're telling me with the actions they take. Because remember, 99% of what they do tells you what they hold. And this is the ultimate question once again. What are they doing this with? Now, the important information that you need to take into account to answer this question is all right, this, all right there. So write all of this on a sticky note and refer to it in your pre-session warm-up and during your session as well to remind you what your focus should be. All right, here is your take action. We have two of them. The first is a study with purpose. Hand read a losing call daily. 
and do this every day this month and make up for lost days. So this video is getting published on the 5th. If you're not watching it till the 7th, wow, you've got six days that you haven't done a hand reading yet on a losing call. So you've got to make up for those days. By the end of the month, by December 31st, you will have done 31 full hand reading exercises. Study with purpose number, oops, it says one, but it should be number two. I want you to review 10 losing calls daily per position. So filter for losing calls, and they could be anything that you want. Um, I gave you a calling win rate spreadsheet to fill out. So choose the worst one maybe, or choose whatever. Choose calling on the river and lost the hand. River raise, and then or calling a river raise, calling a three bet, calling a C bet, calling a C bet raise. Totally up to you. But you want to review 10 losing calls. That doesn't mean a full hand reading exercise, but look through all those hands. Start on the button, then move to the cutoff, then the MP, 10 per day. Ask and answer before every decision point. What are they doing this with? Use all the information available. Find mistakes, take note, and then work to not repeat them. So two study with purposes this week. And your play with purpose. Every day, train the Q&A habit. That is your goal. When you face a better race, ask and answer the ultimate question before every button click. And cut down on tables as necessary. And of course, tag hands for review. So I say cut down on tables because to fully ask and answer that question, you might not be able to do it on four, five, or six tables. You might only be able to play two or three. To fully ask and answer that question every time and to uh, have time to consider all the information available. Alrighty, once again, I want to give a quick thanks to my one-year members, Torsten Rowan, Brad Hunt, Philippe Verhelst, Greg Thompson, Chris, Dave, and Jean-Pierre Lebouf. I love you all so very much. Thank you for sticking around. Now, if you want to learn better poker, better poker strategies, exploits, skills, better ways to study poker, you've got to become a poker member yourself, just like these incredible poker peeps. So go to thepokerforge.com figure out or find out what the site is all about right there and then go ahead and become a member you can do it as a monthly or a quarterly member and i'm looking forward to helping you improve your game oh and before i forget make sure you go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 299 that's the show notes page for today you get a transcript of today's episode plus links to everything i discussed as well as the video right there of the five question quiz related to today's episode until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be. Hey.